0: Hello and welcome to another fun Nonsense Retrospective, I'm your host as always Rick, joining me equally as always is Devin.
1: We're going down to South Park Town to meet some friends of mine.
0: Yep. <laughs> man, wasn't the original by Primus?
1: I don't fucking know. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> We're Primus and we suck. <laughs>
1: yeah, I don't know man, uh, I'm, I'm not a massive fan of South Park, I couldn't tell you much about it behind the scenes. Except for the things that I do know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so early seasons of south park started with uh, i learned something today so we're gonna go a little bit off that thing oh is that why you chose
1: this i didn't even clock that
0: <laughs> yeah yeah like they they, they, did, they did away with that they used to have that in my little pony as well dear princess celestia like, <laughs> like crossover between south park and my little pony yeah, doing away it. with learning things
1: i can't think of anything <laughs> worse than crossing uh, crossing over the wholesome adorable cartoon that is my little pony friendship is magic with the filth and rushed animation of South Park. It's impressive how quickly they pump out South Parks, but the art style is uh, leaves something Yeah, the to be art style desired. means that they
0: can. <laughs> Yeah, the art style means that they can. Like, they used to have everything just loaded up in Flash and able to just create something in a week.
1: I mean, I still remember back in the old school days where it was literally just paper cutouts.
0: Oh, yeah, totally. That Which was, blew in my, my opinion, a lot more charming.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, nowadays, they try and be more about uh, it's more about pumping it out regularly.
0: Yeah, being on the pulse of whatever they're reacting to.
1: And to, to their credit, it's the reason why South Park um, actually keeps getting renewed is because it's. I, I can't think of another animation that is so on the ball and because no other animation yeah. really can be because it takes months to make an episode.
0: Yeah, I mean look at uh, like the Simpsons and Family Guy are the other big ones and when they try to react to something and make something that's based on, you know, current events, um they're always behind the times and it always reeks of an executive wanting to muscle in on a meme, you know, and not the team trying to do something fun for the for the fans.
1: Yeah, well Simpsons back in the day when they tried to do it, they um they would try to predict certain things so for example the yes. tampering of voting machines
0: oh yes <laughs> yeah and that turned out to be freaking true
1: <laughs> okay it wasn't a difficult thing to predict Rick
0: no no especially in Florida but
1: anyway um, we're not talking about Simpsons yes. we're talking about South Park but are we talking about South Park because we've got to do something else first
0: yeah we're going to start with our good old time on tradition of the nonsense asinine hypotheticals and do you have one for me today
1: I do you get to purchase a fake restaurant from a famous TV show or series. What restaurant do you pick and how do you run it? Do you change anything or don't you bother? The reason I bring this up is because uh, while it's technically not a fake restaurant uh, Casa Bonita got bought by uh, Trey Parker and Matt Stone in real life so. Oh
0: yeah yeah they um they also don't accept tips there because they pay their waiters and waitresses like $35 an hour.
1: Which I respect but at the same time <laughs> America's a tipping. Yep. Well it's one of those. Uh, America's a tipping culture but if the employees are actually definitely getting paid correctly then you need to rean them off the culture, and what better way to wean them off than saying, do not tip here.
0: Yeah, the tipping culture has been normalised as a way to stop having to pay people for their work.
1: Yeah, it's one of those um, where if I ever visit the States, I'm not going to be a dick about tipping, because while I, um, I'm like, tipping's bullshit because they should get paid, they don't currently get paid, and the workers shouldn't suffer for it. Yeah,
0: like, that's why I go to places that are, like, where you don't have to tip, you know, like, like McDonald's. <laughs>
1: Oh yeah, that's different.
0: <laughs> yeah, like places where you don't have to tip because it's fast food and everything is baked into the price are often popular because you're not expected to pay an extra. When I first started going there, it was ten percent minimum, twelve and a half for good. I thought it was fifteen, and then it became fifteen, and now it's basically twenty. I
1: thought twenty was only a euro in a large party.
0: Uh maybe, and and even that—that's for um—that's for organising everything to come out at more or less the same time.
1: Yeah, pretty much. Uh, it's it's one of those where tipping cultures. We're, we're from Britain, guys. We don't tip. Um, uh, I tip. Yeah. I, the only times I tip are I tip my Uber delivery drivers because they usually get fucked. Um, yes. Uh, I, I make it a point to always tip them. Sometimes it's only ten percent, but ten percent is better than zero. Um,
0: yeah, and and do it in cash because otherwise it just goes straight to the uh, go straight to the company.
1: It's not supposed to, but I get your point. Um, yep. I yeah I tip delivery drivers if I think they're getting fucked over. So Uber, is always an instant tip. I don't care. Um, I also tip a hairdresser if they don't talk to me.
0: Yes. <laughs> the old Ron one. An argument.
1: I I didn't even know that was a thing, but yeah, I always I always tip a hairdresser about fifteen percent if they just cut my hair. I don't have to make awkward small talk.
0: Yep. Yeah, had a hair had a hairdresser for twenty five years, don't even know his name, best friend he ever had. It's one of those where you- like
1: you're locked in a chair having someone cut your hair. If they talk, it's only polite to talk back, but I don't want to talk. I just want my hair cut. But I can't be rude because I'm British. We're not rude people. <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, So, after all that, I really don't know. Like, I... um I kind of... Because the, the things that I'm thinking of right now are diners in... Uh, oh, here we go. I buy LeBlanc.
1: I don't think he'd sell, but fair enough, it's a fantasy question. So the are co- literally just a coffee house.
0: Yeah, uh, and I would change nothing. I would basically just make it so that uh, Sojiro no longer has to pl- pay rent on his place.
1: <laughs> you just want to chill out with Sojiro and get him to give you dating tips. <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't
1: blame you for that one. That's a pretty decent one.
0: Yep. Um you might not have heard it over the Discord, but I just I had a literal light bulb moment and clicked my fingers when no, I figured it out. I, I heard you click, <laughs> it was that loud, and Discord's noise suppression
1: did not suppress it for some fucking reason.
0: <laughs> yeah, so uh, I'm picking LeBlanc. So how about you? Same question, names reversed.
1: Same question Names are first I would um, Cheat in this question And I'd okay. uh, i am uh, uh, Despite it being my question And I would buy Really Wonka's Chocolate Factory Okay
0: Okay I think
1: it technically counts
0: <laughs> Yeah fine It's fair enough It's a food thing
1: <laughs> That's basically the crux of it Something that delivers food I realise yeah. uh, Here's the th- thing Rick Is I pulled this question Out of my arse At the beginning of this episode And I was hoping That the amount of time It would take you to answer Would give me time to think Of a fun answer Except we then went on a yeah. tangent Where I was thinking thinking of something else. <laughs>
0: Yeah, <laughs> but that's the fucking problem, isn't it? Like, yeah. if you go on a tangent and the tangent's good enough, then yeah, you are just engrossed in the tangent.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. But yeah, really because Chocolate Factory, and I'd um I'd completely get rid of the chocolate factory making process and make it a theme park. What would I change? Absolutely fucking nothing. Everyone must sign a waiver before going in. You may die. Yes. Much like the people, <laughs> people who die went when on they are the t- Much like the people who went on the Titan sub, where it mentioned death six times on the first page.
0: Yes. Yes.
1: Again. Can, before they sign, the very last sentences, I must stress enough, you might die. You and your family cannot sue us because we've warned you so many times, the Oompa Loompas are cannibals. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs>
1: no they're not they live on chocolate but yeah um yeah i think that'd be a fun one uh I'd, I'd probably keep the river of chocolate
0: um i might put up a barrier around the river of chocolate because people are fucking animals
1: no yeah you, you don't i put a barrier up on it because there's an official entry way to swim in it
0: ah uh, yes there's a okay a chocolate spa
1: it's not a spa it's a it's a fucking assault course you need to be a confident okay, yeah, swimmer yeah.
0: <laughs> you have a you have a separate um chocolate zone dedicated for people that are allowed to go in it And uh, the one that's actually used for food Is uh, is separate
1: No 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 Here's the trick Rick If you've got one for food And you've got one that is also for food But you charge a premium Because it's got uh, real athlete People sweat sweaty mixed in, in it. Yeah exactly <laughs> You sell it as a fucking kink thing oh I'd make millions yep. <laughs> I'd also probably get immediately shut down by the FDA but it's not stopped really one can last far
0: yep you got one river for chocolate the other the other uh, river for kinklet <laughs>
1: uh, but yeah Rick I think that was a oh boy we've we, we spoken for 10 minutes and we've not even gotten to your question what's your question Rick uh,
0: mine is a little bit of a tangent from uh, from what we opened the episode with uh, I learned something today is something that got dropped pretty early on from South Park what is a early gag or trope from a show that you feel is better off without it
1: oh you'll have to answer this one first because this needs prep time really
0: sure um, the one that I thought of for this was, um, when they were trying to make memorable characters in Futurama, and they tried to force certain things, like Farnsworth in particular, um, he dropped it pretty early on of, oh, but I am already in my pyjamas.
1: I don't remember him saying that more than once.
0: He said it like, uh, it was in at least two episodes, but I think they realised that, um...
1: Good news, everyone, was much more popular. Yeah, g-
0: yeah, yeah, it was, it was so much better, yeah. Good news, everyone, I'm a horse's butt! Ha <laughs> ha, that's not good news.
1: I, I, I don't think there's ever any topping the moment where um he's on the phone going, oh, to shreds, you say.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, that is episode one as well, isn't it? Like, it's... Uh... <laughs> It's Peak Farnsworth, and it was before like they didn't have to force things like that because he's got better establishing moments, and uh like even the fact that he was introduced as great, 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 great nephew is already a pretty good gag.
1: Yeah, like there's that one I can't remember if it's the first episode or the second or third, but it's definitely early on where Fry says to the cop to a cop, oh don't worry about that, that's just my senile grandpa, and he just says from the background, I'm not your grandpa, you're my great, 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 great 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 uncle and fry just does the, lo- the loony symbol with his finger <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> because it's one of those things craziness is a much more believable explanation for a lot of shit that goes down in futurama <laughs> yeah he's also uh, the source of one of my favorite uh, lines from all of futurama when everyone's gone stupid and Leela goes oh fire hot!" and he goes oh fire indeed hot <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> Um, but yeah, was that enough time for you to think of something?
1: Uh, we get this, uh, we get this reoccurring problem where we're talking about something that's so fun, it's really hard to think and talk, uh, or rather, talk about one thing while thinking about another. Um, I'm gonna cop out a bit and say phrasing was a bit overdone in Archer for a couple of seasons because it was one of their overdone sure. running gags, but
0: yeah to- it's it's, yeah. it's like a um a, a standardized and actually put into the script version of the person that you knew that said that's what she said all the fucking time
1: yeah it's really funny though because they play with it quite a bit uh like there's one where someone says something very obviously sexual everyone turns and looks at archer and archer just goes nope you expected it so you're not getting it <laughs> and then at w- there's like a whole season where they just don't say phrasing and then the next season they start going are we not doing phrasing anymore and then they try yes. a bunch of different um, <laughs> a different ways of just saying the same joke but a different way like i believe pam at one point goes said uh, said uh, ripley to the android bishop <laughs> instead of phrasing <laughs> and you know Um, and there's sometimes when Archer's barely able to fucking talk or move and uh, I believe he's in again Pam's arms and he just goes he doesn't quite get out and Pam just sighs and goes phrasing and (laughs) you know it's a good running (laughs) gag but sometimes it's overdone
0: yeah yeah I feel you I feel you
1: Uh, I think having that season where they played with it kind of softened the gang uh, or rather the audience to the joke
0: sure Uh, sure I feel you uh, again if
1: you're going to ask questions like that in future please give me prep time
0: (laughs) sure Ha, <laughs> ha, yeah this one was technically a bit more in-depth than other uh other questions that we've asked on these uh on these top five lists and yes today is a top five list we're talking about the top five things that we've learned from south park yeah i just want to stress and, uh, that
1: uh, i like south park however i acknowledge that south park is can be a problematic show for some people oh, yes
0: yes yes absolutely um it it's early bread and butter was on being offensive uh
1: pretty much like the only thing it did have it did have a point you Usually, but that point was so thin and fell in, in instances, it's like, ah. It was better than drawn together, I'll give it that.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, you know what? I th- no, I'm not going to tell that story. Let's move on.
0: <laughs> so, what's your number five?
1: My number five is Simpsons Did It.
0: Yes yes um the message of this being just because something is out there as a piece of media in the universe doesn't mean that you shouldn't put your own take your own take on spin on it
1: yeah like i think the line that defines it is right at the end where butters is sick and tired of everyone saying that all of his plans simpsons did it and he points out to someone else simpsons did it you can't do that and mr garrison i I believe it's mr garrison it might be mrs garrison at that point the timeline's confusing in my brain and um
0: i think it is mrs garrison at that episode yeah
1: yeah they just shrug and go who gives a shit simpsons has been around for so long it's done everything
0: yep (laughs) and this was like 20 years ago
1: yeah it was a long time ago
0: oh it was like this this wasn't actually that deep into south park's run like there has now been more south park than there was simpsons at the time Damn.
1: (laughs) Uh, but yeah Yeah, what's your number uh... oh go
0: (laughs) Uh, but yeah it's um like like we say there's there's no shame in reusing tropes that you have seen enjoyed and want to see remixed in your own way
1: yeah 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 but what about you rick what's your number five
0: mine's a real simple one it's the existence of hermaphrodites (laughs) <laughs> like, um, it, oh, it's a very it got,
1: rare occurrence but yeah go on
0: it got uh discarded in uh later seasons as they turned cartman's mom into a normal human being um and it was rewritten that yeah she was trying to shield eric from knowing who her father was oh sorry who his father was um and and the way that they did it in early season was say oh yeah the father is mrs cartman
1: you know what i do vaguely remember that plot line
0: yeah it was um it was their very first two-parter so the end of season one and the beginning a season two. Cartman's mum is a dirty slut. Um, which is the actual truth. Us. Yeah, they, tr- they trolled us with the Terrence and Phillip episode. And then Cartman's mum is still a dirty slut. And so I didn't know about hermaphrodites. Um, and growing up, I'm pretty sure a lot of kids don't either, unless you are very into biology and know about annelids, which, you know, I learned about a couple of years later still in school. But when I was 11, <laughs> this is when uh, this is when I first found out about the term of the... Uh, some Something having both... Uh, sexual organs.
1: Yeah, hermaphrodites are pretty interesting in the sense that uh, in species, in a lot of species, it is not a common occurrence. You usually have either male or female genitalia at birth, uh, mm-hmm. whereas uh, obviously the most obvious hermaphrodite that people will point to is usually snails and slugs because, yeah. Um, yeah. It's interesting that they try to roll with Cartman's mum being both the mum and the dad, whereas I believe it's, it's not biologically impossible, but it's biologically difficult to impregnate oneself, even if you have both organs.
0: Unless you're a flower, but yes.
1: Okay. Okay, that's not an animal yep <laughs>
0: that, I think what they actually tried to, to say was in early seasons they were trying to say that uh, Mrs. Crabtree was Cartman's mum but they uh, that was just something that the that Matt and Trey said and it was it never became canon it never, it never um, showed up in an episode uh, and then Mrs. Crabtree stopped appearing because she wasn't that interesting of a character all she did was scream
1: she got killed
0: did she get killed ok yeah
1: there was a bus crash ok <laughs> yeah. I believe that's when they stopped taking the bus to school as well it's because the bus crashed and they just never replaced it.
0: Sure. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that sounds about right. <laughs> uh,
1: uh, uh, but yeah. Um, yeah. That's, that's, that's. Yeah. By the way, you shouldn't be watching South Park if you're 11, Rick. <laughs>
0: Okay, but by the same token, we had VCRs. Oh, I'm not knocking it like... It was on Channel 4. <laughs> Rick, 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 Rick,
1: every child has watched or consumed a piece of media they should not have been watching, but I think South Park in particular will rot a young person's brain if they watch too much of it when they shouldn't be.
0: Yes, yes, yes. So, what's your going to be... no? What's going to be your number four?
1: My number four is that Avatar has the same plotline as Pocahontas. Yes! <laughs> Um,
0: <laughs> it is. Oh, man.
1: Uh, this is a discovery I made via South Park because, Rick, I don't know if you know this or not, and I'm sure the fans don't, I've never watched Avatar. Even when they were advertising it as Breaking Edge Cinema, I looked at it and went, that doesn't really look that interesting to me.
0: Yeah, so when I watched it, I watched it for the spectacle, uh, which is probably the correct way to do it because the the story isn't that great, um, but the effects are fantastic. Like, I've got to respect David Cameron. Not David Cameron. Nobody James. should respect David Cameron. I should respect James Cameron. Cameron the Bravest Pioneer which was also a South Park gag it is of um of uh you know inventing the modern 3d camera J- James
1: Cameron right uh, uh, by the way I'm not boycotting Avatar nothing I didn't watch it when it came out and I'm not going to watch it on my tv when it was clearly made for cinema um but it's one of those where I've got nothing but respect for James Cameron as a director he's directed two of the best movies ever Terminator 2 and Aliens yes <laughs> He, he's the one who had the common sense to be like, okay, we can't do a horror movie for Alien again. Let's do an action film. And it was the right fucking decision.
0: Yeah. James Cameron, the bravest pioneer. And he goes down to the bottom of the ocean to raise the bar.
1: Yeah, I do remember that episode. Um, there's a theory going around that James Cameron actually just directs as a way to fund his underwater adventures.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: Because that is clearly his passion.
0: Yeah, yeah, totally, totally.
1: Um, but yeah, uh, what about you? What's your number four? Uh,
0: my number four is the existence of Lord. I did not know who Lord was until I saw Randy do his uh, I am Lord, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and the way that he uh, edits his poo talk into being actually legitimately good songs and uh and then I went off and listened to some Lord like we can be royals and all that uh, so and apparently Lord took this in uh, very good fun and was going around her apartment going I am Lord yeah yeah yeah
1: oh that's that's, that's funny uh, yeah. yeah they do that they take pot shots at musicians quite a, quite a lot like I remember when <laughs> uh, I, I, they, they gave the uh, the Christmas story of a, of a winter slosh which uh, is slash the guitarist for Guns and roses <laughs>
0: Yes. 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 Like, yes. <laughs> wait.
1: Hang on. But if Slash isn't real, who toured with who told Guns and Roses in the eighties and the nineties? I don't know. One of our parents. <laughs> <laughs>
0: and sometimes it's not as always as uh, as good-hearted like uh, kanye west was just a gay fish
1: yeah well as kanye west has shown his true colors so that being said i think kanye yeah. west took that joke on the chin didn't he
0: yeah i think he did yeah but uh yeah he he's definitely gone off the deep end yeah
1: oh yeah yeah there's nothing quite like saying the nazis were right to prove that you've gone off the deep end
0: <sighs> yeah but yeah uh, what's your number three
1: uh, my number three is You can change your stance on issues I don't know how legitimate uh, Trey Parker and Matt Stone were With these sorts of things But hey ho diddly do At least as far as South Park is concerned They've changed their stance uh, uh, The two specific stances I can recall That they have changed their mind on Is both climate change and trans issues um, Yes I didn't know this when the episode first came out Because I was a babby But I didn't realise that Al Gore uh, Being hysterical about Man Bear Pig Was a commentary on global warming And how it's not real so you shouldn't care
0: yeah, so uh, Man-Bear Pig was meant to be some ridiculous thing that no one will ever encounter. Uh, definitely not in their lifetimes. And um, the original Man-Bear Pig, um, like, didn't he save Chef's life and die in a die in lava?
1: Oh, I don't fucking know. I didn't actually watch these episodes. Like, I just got told... Well, sorry, I didn't watch all of the episodes. I remember Al Gore going, it's Man-Bear Pig, you gotta believe me! And breaking down into tears. That's the only bit that remember that stands out in my mind.
0: Yep, it's half pig, half bear and half man. It is Man-Bear pig you
1: see this you see this little <laughs> snout here that's from a pig
0: <laughs> yeah um and yeah they obviously realized that you know climate change and climate destabilization is real and actually worth worrying about and um it was actually a rather poignant episode when they uh did the return to man bear pig i don't think of, it was uh, particularly
1: poignant but okay okay
0: but the like um the current generation having to give up something that they uh, they don't want to give up and uh kicking the can down the road because that's what generations do yeah but i don't like, Think, always, um, always able to blame it on the one before.
1: I will also go ahead and say this in that I don't think uh, Matt, uh, Trey Parker or Matt Stone have actually outright s- apologised for the obvious damage they've done in the sense that there is a generation of people who don't believe this shit because of South Park.
0: Now here's the thing, I don't think it's because of South Park that they don't believe it.
1: I think it didn't help. Okay. Uh, of course I'm not, I'm not going to be like fucking, it was entirely South Park's fault. That's fucking ridiculous. There's loads of factors. South Park not helping isn't great. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll hop on to the other issue of... Uh, of tr- of well, genderism in general really uh, where there was the episode back in the I don't know how early it was but they were like oh, well if you could be transgender well this was just after Mrs Garrison as well uh, if you could be trans yeah
0: this is this basically the, the Mrs Garrison arc
1: yeah Mrs Garrison was going around fucking everybody because now she's a woman she can fuck who she wants and she was like oh I haven't got my period so I must be pregnant and then you move on to Carl wants to play basketball so he gets trans surgery to be trans black so now he's black and can play basketball and uh, Carl's dad goes to uh goes to the place i think it's like something rhinoplasty and um, tom's
0: rhinoplasty uh, yeah it's where uh, mr garrison gets his no job and he gets the he gets david hasselhoff's face
1: okay sure um <laughs> and and yeah he goes there and, he, and he's like was oh, isn't there anything you ever wanted to be and it's like i've always wanted to be a dolphin so he has surgery to become a dolphin and it's all like haha look at these fucking weirdos and having all their transitioning into weird things and then later on in the episode they do the the kicker home of uh, oh just because i have made you look like a woman doesn't mean you are a woman just because I've made you look black doesn't mean you are black just because I made you look like a dolphin doesn't mean you are a dolphin which don't yeah, get me, yeah. but bear in mind the other two are just absurd scenarios that are not real in the first place but the um the message of just because you look like a woman doesn't mean you are a woman would have probably hurt a lot of people at the time um
0: yes it was it would have been damaging um and there are still people that believe that um Gender reassignment surgery is only mutilation.
1: Uh, well, that, that's a debate for another episode. I, I, I want to say I'm firmly oh. on the stance of that is clearly bollocks, I'm sure you're the same.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm on the stance of it's treatment.
1: Uh, anyway, um, regardless, uh, obviously, as time's gone on, the two have, um tried to be a bit more trans positive I don't know if they've ever made an apology for that statement, I've not looked that much into it but they've clearly moved away from the uh, oh trans, uh, being transgender is uh, is weird and wrong and freakish, they've obviously moved away from that.
0: Well also the, um, the Lord um, arc was kind of an allegory for it as well, like Randy wanted a safe place at work so he had his alter ego of Lord that he would show up to at work as a geologist, back when he used to work as a geologist, mm. uh, on days that he felt like he needed a safe space, and then he would use the gender-neutral restroom.
1: And then I, I do like how you got two takes on the gender-neutral uh, restroom in that. I just want to say, on a personal level, I still think gender bathrooms are fucking ridiculous, but whatever. Um, but yeah, um, that, that was so, that was a random tangent that I feel like needs to be said from time to time. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's one of those where they're like, "Oh, I don't want men in the women's restroom," and it's like, I've got a spoiler alert for you: if someone wants to be a creep, they're going to be a creep no matter. What it says on the fucking door. Um, yeah,
0: the only difference is that if a if a if a man goes into the women's restroom today, they're probably going to get like tasered by a security guard.
1: Doubt that in this country, Rick. But okay. Um,
0: okay, they're going to get bullied by a security guard.
1: Moot point. You get what I'm trying to say, right? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Um. Yeah. I do like how they had two showings of the gender-neutral bathroom thing in Nata. Uh, Cartman was doing it entirely to be an arsehole at school, and then when people started using it, apart from Cartman, Cartman went, "Well, it's not special now, so fuck it." Yeah. Yeah. Some people just want To be treated different, they feel like they're better than other people. Other people do just want to be left alone for five minutes while they take a shit.
0: Yes, yeah. (laughs) (sighs) Rick, what's your number three? My number three is Xenu. I didn't know much about Scientology until we got the South Park episode that uh, has the disclaimer at the bottom. This is what Scientologists actually believe of Xenu, the powerful sovereign lord. Having killed so many things in the universe that their souls come to rest in the remaining living things, which include human beings, and that's why sometimes you are sad. You've got too many screaming souls inside you. You need them realigning.
1: Huh. I've never really dived into the Scientology um, belief department because it's bollocks. Uh,
0: it- <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. It was. Uh, it was. Uh, it's, it's a scam religion started by a person who wrote a book on how to how to write a scam religion who was already a sci-fi author and not a very good one.
1: Yeah, there's, uh, there's the urban legend of he was talking to another author and depending on who's telling the story depends on who that author is. Sometimes it's someone famous, someone, sometimes it's someone obscure and uh, the other author just says, hey, I bet, you can, uh, I bet you can't make your own religion and then that's how it started. Obviously, that's probably bollocks, but I do like the idea that Scientology was made on a drunken bet.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, except you know it's ruined people's lives, but uh, that's beside the point. But yeah, like like drawing it to my attention is what South Park did. They uh, they showed that a this is what Scientologists actually believe, and b that not every Scientologist even gets the chance to know that this is what they believe because they reserve this information for the absolute topmost uppermost level of the um, of the society.
1: Yeah, which you got you got to pay so much tivs to the t- church.
0: Yes, you you've basically got to be an ultra donator and at that point you're in after a certain amount of money it's sunk cost fallacy um so yeah it's um it's just another religion doing religion stuff
1: this is uh actually how isaac hayes uh relationship with south park in general started to deteriorate in that um yeah allegedly uh, i have to say allegedly because some of these claims have been refuted by his children um he started to get a bit sour when south park was taking the piss out of scientology because isaac hayes was a scientologist
0: uh yes so yeah it was one of those where apparently Matt and Trey thought that it was hypocritical that he was okay taking the piss out of other religions but he wasn't okay when they um, put Scientology in their sights.
1: Yeah pretty much. Um, there's also the fact that uh, when Chef got killed off um, uh, a lot of his vo- his voice was obviously fucking scrambled together from old recordings they didn't hide that fact Um, a a lot of people were speculating Mm -hmm. that uh, Isaac Hayes was refusing to voice because of the Scientology thing it has come to light that that is actually incorrect Um, yeah
0: he was um, he was basically end of life at that point he he passed away not soon after
1: yeah he was he was on his deathbed basically Uh, a lot of his decisions weren't his own to make and some were saying that the Church of Scientology were making them on his behalf that's not being confirmed or denied so I won't speculate further on that but that is a rumour that has been circulating. You can find that on the internet quite easily.
0: And um, and yeah, the way that Chef died in the show was as a member of something that was clearly taking a pot shot at Scientology, but not being itself. So it was, I think it was the Nambler, the North American Man-Boy Love Association.
1: Yeah, and actually, now a joke makes more sense, because they do a really stupid sketch where they're like, oh, sometimes we need, uh, uh, we need boys for the journeys while we go off to these exotic places to fuck children. And at the <laughs> bottom uh of, of the screen it says this is actually what nambler believes in look it up and i'm like i don't want to look up this association <laughs> yep.
0: Yep. Uh, yeah yeah but yeah if it's disgusting if,
1: if it's meant to be a pop shot at scientology then uh, that makes perfect sense because it's the exact same gag
0: mm-hmm. this is what this uh, this is what this um organization actually believes and uh, actually espouses um but yes uh, what is your number two
1: uh, Matt Stone and Trey Parker can be petty as fuck
0: Yeah like it's, it's actually Something that is worth knowing
1: uh, One of the funniest examples I've got Is uh, because I used to watch uh, South Park episodes with commentary on Which is just the two of them going Yeah we're going to talk for about five minutes And then you're going to watch the rest of the episode without us talking uh, <laughs> <laughs> And uh, one of them was It was, wasn't was that long after South Park Bigger Longer and Uncut Where they lost the music award To Phil Collins that year And they made oh, so yeah many yeah, yeah. jokes just mocking phil collins because they were salty they didn't get the award <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: including and i quote a really petty joke that's not even really offensive of let's go ski down phil collins hill and it's just a hill with phil collins real face just post plastered on it in black and white
0: <laughs> 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 it's just fucking it's yeah. just like
1: ha. phil collins is bald <laughs> that's the level of pettiness. <laughs>
0: yeah they used to use photos a lot but um, they don't use them very much at all these days Uh, like even in the movie they had um, Saddam Hussein being a photo man yeah
1: yeah which is weird because for Osama Uh, bin Laden they drew him in the art style and everything
0: yeah um, but also that was a weird one where I don't think they wanted to use the real thing they wanted to have a um, like for some people this is one of the most important episodes of South Park because it was the first thing to make fun of Osama bin Laden okay and the only thing they took Um, the
1: piss out of him was the fact he had a really small.
0: Yeah, he had farty pants, and uh, that he was a, it was a goof, and all that. Just like things to laugh at that you need to laugh at at a time when America was mourning for for, for 9/11. Sure, which, you know how the how the turntables have turned that uh, they now want exactly what Al Qaeda wanted.
1: Don't don't go into that, please.
0: Uh, but yes, uh, your number two, my number two. Boo, Andy. Boo, Andy. Testabooga, Burger. Boo. <laughs> This is the thing that made me pose this entire episode as a um, just an episode in general. That um, sometimes when they do something that just seems like a gag, it's actually real. And there was a guy called Ben Konop and someone was heckling him from his house because they were recording outside this guy's house and every time he starts talking the other guy just starts going Boo Ben! Boo Ben! Can boo? Boo 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 Ben! Liar Boo! I will, every I... time he starts talking it's fantastic.
1: Yeah, you sent me the, <laughs> uh, the video of this and I will say the real life video is a lot funnier than the piss take. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> because there's a point where, um... they, where
1: they, they stop and they just turn and look at the guy who's off camera and- to go are you done he's like yeah 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 and they start again
0: and he just i think he says no Uh, (laughs) he goes no i'm gonna keep doing it (laughs) so he does And like they even say, oh, we we can be here all day, and uh, eventually they just move, so showing that he, that they're uh, liars and have no um no integrity in what they say, but uh, you know, I
1: don't know, man, I wouldn't want to waste my time all day.
0: No, but then again, I also wouldn't want to um try and put my money where my mouth is, like try and uh, grandstand that yeah we've got all day, and then just immediately backtrack on it like less than ten minutes later. Yeah, I pro- if
1: I was going to say something like that, I'd be like, look, we've got all day. Do you want to do this all day? And if they said yeah, I went okay, fine, fuck it, we'll find somewhere else.
0: Yeah, yeah, we're moving.
1: <laughs> there, there, you win. Does that make you feel good? Good. All right, cool. Go stroke your dick.
0: Yeah, you have successfully defended your house against people filming outside of it, dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, Boo Ben Canop is uh, is my number two. So we get to the final one. Who's your number one?
1: Don't fuck with Eric Cartman. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah need to I think say everyone, everyone no has more that uh, than the words the words Scott Mhm.
0: yeah that's the the one episode that just cements him as a credible villain for the whole show uh, the, uh, like every single thing he does has the undertone of he could just snap and do another one of those
1: like uh, they even say it in the episode where uh, they zoom in on the three friends while Cartman is l- quite literally licking Scott Teneman's tears going oh yes cry Scott oh so salty Um, and uh, uh, it just zooms in on Carl and just goes dude I don't think we should fuck with Cartman anymore <laughs>
0: It doesn't stop them. Oh god. uh, It does it does put the fear of Cartman into them.
1: Yeah, um, yeah. this episode starts out already, it's already pretty fucked up selling a child your pubes. Um,
0: yes, de- yes, it, yes.
1: It doesn't quite deserve the recompense that Scott Tenerman gets.
0: <laughs> no, especially since that's actually his father. What? Turns out in the um, in the retcon law where Cartman's mom is his mom, that Scott Tenerman's dad is his dad.
1: Oh, who gives a fuck? No one gives a fuck who Cartman's dad is anymore. <laughs> hey, Jesus, who cares? Um, yeah, what's your number one?
0: My number one is Another religion one This is uh, Joseph Smith
1: Oh, the Mormon the guy. The founder
0: of the Mormon religion. Yeah. Um, like, I didn't know any of the lore and I really enjoyed the little song they made about it. Dom, 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 dom.
1: The song that birthed then, a musical, uh, really, let's be honest.
0: Yeah, yeah, pretty much. It's because of this episode that they realised, oh, we got more to say about this and they turned it into the Book of Mormon, which is a, it's, it's actually a really good musical. I've seen it on, uh, I've seen it in London. Do you, want and, to, um, um,
1: do you want to give the tidbit of the Mormon church?
0: Yes, it was a guy who found, allegedly, some plates in his back garden. Oh, that's that not told what I meant. How to... <laughs> I meant. I meant,
1: I meant you want to give the the uh, uh, what the Mormon Church did in response to the Book of Mormon musical.
0: Oh yeah, they showed up at the Book of Mormon showings with their own Book of Mormon, as it were, saying, "You've seen the musical, now buy the book."
1: Uh, better than that, they put an advertisement in the um, pamphlet, not the pamphlet, the um, yeah, in the playbook, yeah, yeah the, in the playbook, um... saying, uh, "This is based on our teachings. Uh, come join us for a service." Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah. You've seen, you've seen the musical now buy the book <laughs> come come join us come find out the uh, what the what all of this uh, comedy is based upon
1: yeah uh like, moments are a fucked up type of breed not gonna lie
0: but the other side of this is that the the lesson from the episode is that stan is trying to oh sorry stan is uh, Can't get over the fact that the kid that's the Mormon is Mormon, and that all the things that he believes are stupid and bullshit. And at the end, the kid gives a slam down of, "I've done nothing but try to be your friend." Yes, I know that this is all sus as fuck. The but what what he's learned from his life growing up as a Mormon is that he's the teachings emphasize family, and that he's had a fantastic life so far with his family, and all he's tried to be is stand friend and all stands has been in response is an asshole and this was something that I needed to have learned at a much younger age like this wasn't what taught it to me but I needed to learn this at a much younger age that you don't have to be a knob to someone just because they believe something that you know is wrong
1: yeah they do this again in another episode with uh, when they take the piss out of Richard Dawkins Yeah, where <laughs> like he is aggressively anti-religion like, I, like I'm an atheist I could I can quite happily have a... Like, it doesn't come up in conversation unless you're talking to a douchebag preacher on the corner of the street. Oh, yeah. like You don't have like to be when, an aggressive arsehole about it.
0: Yeah. Man, the one time I got um, Jehovah's Witnesses to the door, uh, and they're saying, well, what God do you support? And I'm like, well, I, I don't. And they're like, well, well, who do you pray to? Well, I, I don't. <laughs> And um, it, it just seems so foreign to them That someone wouldn't want to change religion Because they don't have one
1: The only time I've ever seen Jehovah's Witnesses Is literally on TV
0: um, I made it to my 30s without encountering one Coming to the house They had been to the house It's just that I wasn't the one to answer the door
1: No, I'm just saying like uh, that's all, I've, uh, all I've ever seen them is on TV And the gag is They knock on the door and tell, say Do you want to become a Jehovah's Witness? And the answer's always No
0: mm-hmm. Yeah, um, that's basically what Mormons do In mostly America uh, And... When they send their guys out for, on missions, it's normally to harden their hearts that the rest of the world doesn't care about them. So when they come home, they feel even more kinship with the church.
1: Sure, I like the uh, I like the um, oh what are they called Amish. The Amish uh, have a have a have a have a thing. I think it's called Rumspringer or something. Where they've okay got, they've got X amount of time where it's like go experience the modern world. And the uh, the theory is that they will be so either overindulged to the extent that they hate it, or just not get hooked in the first place so when they come back they they're just like i never want to leave the farm father <laughs> mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. Oh. and some of them just go so off the rails that they never come back
1: i uh, guess what it's actually rare because because yeah. again yeah. this is that i think it's like either two weeks or something it's a very limited time frame and for a young person to just be let loose and there's like go crazy do what you want people don't when you're a teenager you don't know your limits so you just keep going and going and going which means you're going to immediately suffer the consequences <laughs>
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, absolutely. (laughs) You haven't got time to experiment
1: (laughs) and find out what you can and can't handle.
0: The number of people who will go, oh, I'll never drink again after their first hangover. Like... For people who have got access to alcohol after that, that almost never turns out to be true. Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah. Well, but for is, um, someone who's basically only got that one chance, then yeah, it might end up being the one thing that stops them from uh, from doing it in the future.
1: Yeah, alcohol's w- we're we're a, co- a weird country when it comes to alcohol, Rick, because we're pretty lenient, especially compared to the Yankee Doodles. Um.
0: Yeah, we uh, we glorify binge drinking while at the same time decrying it as the reason that some towns are shitholes. It's one of the. It's, but also glorifying it because. Uh, like there's nothing more British than a bloke with a beer. Apparently,
1: it's one of those one of the things that we have in common with uh, Ireland. Which granted, does not much um, because Britain has always been the oppressor. Um, but one of the common things is the fact that we're both uh, we're both nations of alcoholics. <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah. It's just that we have other defining factors that people can take the piss out of, like the royal family or the fact that we're oppressors. Yeah, the toffs.
1: <laughs> well, me and you aren't, but yeah, certainly the people who make the rules.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like, they're being a ruling class in general. Yeah. <sighs> we should probably say goodbye. Yeah. So, if you like the episode, you've got the comment section down below on YouTube. And if you're not listening via... Sorry, if you are listening via one of our many audio platforms, you can instead send us an email, which would go to...
1: NonsenseReviewUK at gmail.com. Once again, for those at the back,
0: NonsenseReviewUK
1: at gmail.com.
0: Yeah, I'm going to see you again next time.
1: Yeah, bye guys.